Good morning, Iowa City. Whew. I'm already sound sick. That's not good, but <clears throat> we're going to keep going on with the show. Good morning, Iowa City. You're listening to 89.7 KRUIFM, Iowa City. This is Zach with the show Fresh Perspective. And I seem to be having a technical problem. The way I usually play my background music is not working. Uh, that's rather unfortunate. I'll just fiddle with it right here. Hey, there we go. Perfect. Wait, no, it's not. It's from... Oh, one more try. <laughs> yeah, it's not working. That's fine. That's okay. We'll get over it. This will be a fun time because I'm kind of sick. So you really are going to hear that now. But that's okay. I'm I'm fine with it. This is the show Fresh Perspective with your host, Zach. I just wasted a minute of your time talking about how I couldn't get something to work properly. I think other people have had this problem, honestly. So it just needs fixing the studio. But that's perfectly okay. <clears throat> I apologize. I am very congested and slightly sick. So I'm going to have to take like pauses so I can <clears throat> talk. It's great. And I'm all for it. But I feel like I sound a lot better. Maybe. I don't know. I probably sound really snotty. Doesn't matter. Huh. Snotty because it's, it's not that kind of snotty. I probably sound really like stuffed up. Anyways. The date is November 13th, 2019. We have social medias. Feel free to follow us on there. We have Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is at KRUI underscore Fresh Perspective. Our Twitter is at KRUI underscore Fresh P. We have uh, Anchor. Yeah. We have an Anchor account, which puts this recording on plenty of different platforms for people to go and listen to. So you can find us on eight different streaming platforms podcast streaming platforms so feel free to find us on there krui fresh perspective and i just wanted to talk about the weather real quick because it's snowing not it's not snowing but it's snowy we might get some flurries later tonight but it's snowing and it snowed let me use my proper tenses it snowed and it's cold now so the snow has not gone away and that makes me sad because the snow is not fun. I don't like the snow or the cold that much. People really like when it snows the first couple of times. And then after that, it loses all its magic. So sometimes the snow is really aesthetically pleasing when it's snowing. But that's about it because, yeah, no, that's about it. I'm not a huge huge fan of it all mostly because that means sand and salt are back on the sidewalks and they're going to be there for the next four months up up till they get washed away by rain which means that my shoes are going to not like that a lot so anyways that's that's my thoughts so let's start with the random fact this random fact is we may have already had alien contact in 1977, a volunteer for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence received a 72-second-long signal from a distant star system. 
120 light years from Earth. It was loud and sent from a place that had yet to be visited by mankind. So the guy who received it wrote, Wow, next to the original printout of the signal. It continues to be known as the Wow signal. Researchers have since suggested that it's noise picked up from a passing comet. So, we may have encountered an alien. Maybe. Or we could just go to Area 51 and find all of the aliens there. I really, off topic, I really did enjoy the Area 51. Like, everything about it. And it ended up being kind of cringy, though. <laughs> like, the guy... Naruto ran in the news report, and that was about it. So, yeah. It ended up being pretty nothing. I got kind of scared people were actually going to do it. But I was also like, oh, if they do it, I want to know what's going to happen. But no one did it. No one did anything stupid, so that's good. I never got a date on this. Oh. That's okay. Someone can fact check me. Or the history channel, because I'm using them. But they never gave me a, a date. Or a, a year. They gave me a date. They just never gave me the year. So on this day in history, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial was dedicated. So I'll read the whole little article. It's not that long. Okay. So the Vietnam Veterans Memorial was dedicated. Near the end of a week-long national salute to Americans who served in the Vietnam War, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial is dedicated in Washington, D.C. after a march to its sites by thousands of veterans of the conflict. The long-awaited memorial was a simple V-shaped black granite wall inscribed with the names of 57,939 Americans who died in the conflict, arranged in order of death, not rank, as was common in other memorials. The designer of the memorial... Memorial was Mei Lin, a Yale University architecture student who entered a nationwide competition to create a design for the monument. Lin was born in Ohio in 1959 and was the daughter of Chinese immigrants. Many veterans of groups were opposed to Lin's winning design, which lacked a standard memorial's heroic statues and stirring words. However, a remarkable shift in public opinion occurred in the months after the memorial's dedication. Veterans and families of the dead walked the black reflective wall seeking the names of their loved ones killed in the conflict. Once the name was located, visitors often made an etching or left a private offering from notes and flowers to dog tags and cans of beers. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial soon became one of the most visited memorials in the nation's capital. A Smithsonian Institution director called it a community of feelings, almost a sacred precinct. Yeah, and a veteran declared that it's the parade we never got. The wall drew together both those who fought and those who marched against the war and served to promote national healing a decade after the divisive conflicts end. I've actually been to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial when I was in Washington, D.C. That was a long time ago. But it's a really neat, it's really, really neat, really, really neat. Really enjoyed getting to see that. I'm a big history guy, too, so it was... It was almost touching, yeah. We'll keep going. Um, I have a lot to talk about. My freshman and I, I think. Yeah, I have a lot of different little things we'll talk about. So we're going to get to my letter, and then we're going to take a break so I can drink some water and maybe pl uh, like unstuff my nose. So we might play like two grand spots because... Oh, there are Kleenexes. Cool. So that's what we're probably going to do. But 
Do you guys know I like to write letters? Like, I like to write letters. And it's great. It's real good. So, I'm gonna do that. And it's gonna be great. This is just so weird for me. I'm sorry. Uh, I've This is my 11th episode. No, it's my 12th, technically. But my 11th I've recorded this semester. And it's really weird. I think this is the first time I haven't had background music really weird to me and I'm really not a fan of it so I hope it's fixed by next week I also might try and fix it during some commercial breaks but doesn't matter I like to write letters a lot um I like to write letters to many different things and I'd like to take suggestions so I'll definitely take a suggestion because you probably have better suggestions than I do sometimes but I wrote a letter again this week surprise and I wrote my letter to keyboards, so, and not the, not the instrument one, not the one that goes do, re, mi, fa, no, we didn't do that one, like, keyboards, like, like that, kind of, I don't know, I couldn't make the keyboard sound, like, it's like the ticky-tack keyboard, yeah, that's what I wrote my letter to, <laughs> oh, perfect, so, are you ready, I sure am. Dear Keyboards, I want to thank you for allowing me to type this letter. You are a vital piece of my team of utensils that I use to do all sorts of schoolwork. I also use you to play games and communicate with friends over the internet. Keyboard, you really allow me to have a good use of my computer and phone. I remember on my old track phone how I'd have to hit the numbers so many different times to send texts to other people. This is something I'm grateful I know how to do, but also annoys me that I would have to do this so often to communicate with friends. The keyboard allows for me to send quick, grammatically correct sentences in a short amount of time. I also love the feeling of using a mechanical keyboard with clicky switches. It always feels so good to feel the keys click under your fingers when typing super fast, like when I was typing this letter. Very satisfying. Keyboards also allow me to play games with more accurate movements and a seemingly endless number of buttons to potentially use. Keyboards come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Mine even lights up a little bit. I'm very grateful to have keyboards in existence because I'm not really sure how I would complete everyday tasks without them. Sincerely, your friend, Zach. So, yeah, that was my letter to keyboards. And I hope you guys don't go anywhere. I'll be back probably in about a minute. So, it'll be a good time. Until then, this is, yeah, I'll be back. This is time scared for the broken spoke. This is time scared for the broken spoke. Each year, nearly two. Provided by Little Village. Little Village is Iowa City's independent, community-supported news and culture publication. Little Village's event calendar connects readers with critical cultural opportunities through journalism, essays, and events. Little Village works to improve our community according to core values: affordability and access, economic and labor justice, environmental sustainability, racial justice, gender equity, quality health care, quality education, and critical culture. Little Village can be found in print editions at local businesses in Iowa City as well as online at littlevillagemag.com. Support for KRUI is provided by Little Village. Little Village is Iowa City's independent, community-supported news and culture publication. Little Village's event calendar connects readers with critical cultural opportunities. Through journalism, essays, and events, Little Village works to improve our community according to core values, affordability and access, economic and labor justice, 
environmental sustainability, racial justice, gender equity, quality health care, quality education, and critical culture. Little Village can be found in print editions at local businesses in Iowa City as well as online at littlevillagemag.com. Well, I did not get it figured out, so just me and my voice. No little jazzy music in the background or monster mashy music. I played that once. I don't know. I had to get back in my seat. Sorry. I was trying to, and I don't, I don't know what to put the grammar spots. There's been a rotation of two. There's more, but it's all good. I tried to not have the loud one play. <sighs> okay. We're back. Oh, man. Yeah. I have a lot to talk about in my fresh or not segment just because I put a lot of categories in it. But, yeah. Yeah, that's that's that. But, oh, man. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Fresh or not. I put fresh and on video game genres, which I'll like a genre is like how, what type of game it is basically. So I'll go through, I'll tell you the genre talk today. I'll say the genre of the video game of video games. And then I'll kind of give a couple examples and I'll talk about one. I like my favorite, uh, game in that genre. And I'll say if it's fresh or not. Now, mm, one sec. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um, now, video game genres. There's video games a lot of the time that fit multiple genres. So I kind of made it so I would only put video games in one one genre. Of the whole, like, deal. The whole shebang. Also, while I'm here, I'm just going to double check to make sure I didn't fix this while I got it. I did the whole turn it off, turn it back on. We'll see if it worked or not. Let's see. Hey! Got it. I did it. This is so exciting. Holy cow. Let's get... That's so exciting. I'm so hyped for that because, oh, now there's just that awkward gap of silence. I should have, oh, I should have tried it earlier. Okay. That's cool. That's awesome. This is great. We're doing great. But yeah, so video games fit multiple genres a lot of the time. Usually there's not like one video game that's just one genre. Like there are, but... You know, they, they have multiple genres. It's not as much like music when I say genres. Kind of like books. Books can be multiple genres in one. Like a fan, a fantasy historical fiction. Yeah. You know. But, anywho. Let's get into them. I think the best way to get into them is to just talk about them. So the first one I want to talk about is like, the most common game form that probably everyone's played at some point or another is 2D platformers. Basically a 2D platformer. 
is you jump from place to place or you get around from place to place, right? And it's a 2D scope, so you go up, down, left, right. There's no 3D, so you can't, yeah. There's no 3D, basically. So think of like the original Super Mario Brothers, pretty much any standard Mario game. That's like the Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Brothers 2, um, Super Mario Maker, Super Mario Maker 2, all those games. Those are all 2D platformers. Um, a couple other examples. Recently, Celeste is a big one. I haven't played it. I'm not huge into 2D platformers. And Kirby generally is a 2D platformer also. There's spinoff games and stuff, but a standard Kirby game. I would say my favorite is a, one of the Super Mario Brothers games. I don't, I don't know which one. Maybe Mario Maker. Um, is it fresh or not? Nah? I said fresh as heck. I really do enjoy me a good 2D platformer. The next one is 3D platformers. And 3D platformers are pretty much the exact same as 2D platformers, but they're in a 3D area, basically. In a 3D, that was really loud. I am so sorry. That was an aggressive area. They are in a 3D area, so you can move all around. So a couple of examples were like Super Mario 64. That is a 3D platformer. It's different than the other Super Mario Brothers games. Sponge, this one was a really long title, but it's one I thought about. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. It's an older game, but it is a 3D platformer. So that is exciting. And then Crash Bandicoot, the original Crash Bandicoot games are all, a couple of them, Crash, Band, no. Oh wait, yeah. Crash Bandicoot are 3D platformers, but I was trying to say Banjo and Kazooie. Oh my gosh, I sound like an idiot now. But Banjo and Kazooie are also 3D platformers. They're from, yeah. Anyways, my favorite would be Super Mario 64 on the DS. <laughs> it's the one I played the most of. I don't play too many 3D platformers. They were never my like thing. They're, they were kind of the craze for the early 2000s and I didn't play too many of them, but that's okay. Next one is 2D open world games. And I promise as I get through the list, they're not all like 2D, 3D. But 2D open world games are games that are like top down. You run around and it's an open world. So you can kind of explore wherever. Um, a lot of the early Zelda games were 2D open world. There was Metroidvania games like Super Metroid on the SNES. It's a very good example early Grand Theft Auto games. So the first couple Grand Theft Auto games were 2D open world and then a ton of indies. Indies are independent made games. So they're not made by like a big company. They're made by smaller companies that don't really have a publisher or anything. A lot of those games are um, 2D open world games or 2D platformers. They're both really big. My favorite would probably be, my favorite 2D open world would be The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past on the SNES. It's a good game. It's a lot of fun. I say open world games are fresh. We go to 3D open world, which is pretty much like the biggest game you can have. Not the biggest. Like Call of Duty has gotten really big. But there's some of the biggest games you're going to find, generally. They're there. 3D, everything's fully rendered. They're open world, which means you can explore pretty much anywhere. So a couple of good examples are like Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. They're both open world. 3D games, Grand Theft Auto games, pretty much all of them some from Grand Theft Auto 3 are open world 3D games. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is probably one of the like 
best open world games, 3D open world. My favorite would be Red Dead Redemption, the original on PS3. I played that game a lot. It's one of the few games I beat story mode in. Like, I rarely beat a whole story mode in the game, which is, I know, not the greatest, but it's fine. Oh, it's kind of loud piano. Quiet piano. Quiet. All right, we'll keep going. Roguelike games are games where you go into a place, you go till you die, and then you use that experience from when you die to go back in again and just keep doing it over and over. It's trying to like get you to want to do it. But in these games usually also have a different um, genre with them. So they can be 3D open world, 3D platformer, 3D or first person shooter, any of that. So. A couple examples I had were like Risk of Rain 2, Dead Cells, Binding of Isaac. Now, I don't really play roguelike games. Like, I, I don't. So, I can't really have a favorite if I don't play them, you know? <clears throat> so, I didn't put one down. And then I said, nah, for roguelike. I don't play, I don't play roguelike games. So, can't be fresh to me. Keep going. I got a lot more to talk. We'll just go faster. RPGs, role-playing games, you kind of just take the take control of a person, kind of plays them and play through a story or something else like that. RPGs are really big. There's a, it's a huge genre in gaming. A couple examples I had were like Pokemon is an RPG, Skyrim, Earthbound, Final Fantasy. Those are all RPGs. My favorite would probably be Skyrim or Pokemon. The new Pokemon game's coming out in two days. I'm hyped for it. Is it fresh or not? I say fresh. Then there's the JRPGs. These are Japanese RPGs, Japanese role-playing games. And technically, half the games, almost all the games I said on the RPG list are JRPGs. But JRPGs anymore have their own flair to them where you can definitely tell they're made for Japanese audiences, and then they get adapted for Western audiences. Or whatever. You know what I'm saying. So, a couple examples are Nino Kuni. A lot of Final Fantasy games also fit, like, kind of both. So, I put that. Persona 5 is another good example. I don't play JRPGs. They're not something I'm interested in. So, I say they're not fresh. MMOR MMOs. And then our, I put MMORPGs. I don't, I don't know. MMOs. Um, so massive multiplayer online. So these are the games you play online all the time. And there's like hundreds of people that are online with you. Some good examples are like Wizard 101, um, World of Warcraft, and Elder Scrolls Online. I don't play MMOs. I, I played Club, Club Penguin back in the day. That was about it. Fresh or not, I said nah. I don't play them. Sport games. Um, Madden, NBA. This one's simple. Madden, NBA 2K, NHL, NBA Jam, FIFA, all that. The, the sport games. So that's it. Uh, my favorite game would be NBA 2K15. I played a ton of that. So that's my favorite sport game probably. Or like NBA Jam-ish. Yeah, I don't know. Fresh or not. I said fresh, but some of the games recently, like it's not, they're not in a good trend. So they're on the down. So they are fresh because I used to play them a ton, but they have a potential not to be. Um, next, next genre. Racing games, racing games, I could have broken racing games into a couple of different things, like simulating, simulated F1, kart racers, you know, but I just kept them all together. So good examples are like Mario Kart, Forza, Need for Speed, 
simulated F1 racing games, but I don't play those that often. But my favorite would probably be a Mario Kart. I like really, I really like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. I play that a lot. I bring it everywhere I go, pretty much. If I go, like, bring my Switch somewhere, it's with me. So that's a good one. It's one anyone can play, pick up and play, and at least understand it. Uh, fresh or not, I say racing games are fresh. Next one can get a little, um, a little uh, controversial, but FPSs are first-person shooters. They're where you're in a first-person perspective, so you're the guy holding the gun, and you can't see your face or anything, and you're the person doing the shooting. Some good examples are Call of Duty, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Rainbow Six Siege, Battlefield, Over Overwatch. Those are all F good examples of first-person shooters. This is a big genre of game. Uh, my favorite first-person shooter, CSGO, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. It's the game I went to Iowa State to play other people in. It's a good time. I enjoy Counter-Strike a lot. Fresh or not, I say fresh-ish. I don't play... Here's the thing. The game I play the most is Counter-Strike. But I don't play, like many other first person shooters outside of that because i don't i'm not a big into them i'm not big into first person shooters other than i really do like counter strike so it's kind of weird um i'll keep going because i'm running out of time point and click adventures basically you point and click and do stuff in them uh i don't play these fresh or not nah. simulators turn-based games like RimWorld, the sim civilization there's like simulators okay um RimWorld or civilization is probably some of my favorites fresh Puzzle games like Tetris, Poyo Poyo, Dr. Mario, Pickle Cross. My favorite would probably be uh, Tetris 99 or original, like the original Dr. Mario for the NES. I really do enjoy those. But other than that, I don't really play puzzle games that much. So I said nah for fresh or nah because I don't really play them too often. And then the last one I had was MOBAs. I could have put Battle Royales on here, but I didn't. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. MOBAs. Examples of MOBAs. They're like you're in three different lanes. You have an objective on for both teams and you go to destroy all the enemy teams like stuff yes my examples for mobas were smite dota 2 or league of legends they're all big games and i guess if i had to pick a favorite moba it would be smite because it's a little different i don't really like dota or league i know but they're kind of they're big they're big games but i like every there's they have huge followings but i personally just don't like to play them so i place i like smite a little bit more it's a little different but i still don't play it like ever so yeah there's that uh fresh or not i said nah overall for all mobas so yeah that was i really ran out of time so i couldn't talk about everything as much sorry i kind of probably sounded like i was like getting through it really quick but we'll go over everything so you can get the definitive list 2d platformers fresh 3d platformers fresh 2d open world games fresh 3d open world fresh roguelike nah rpg fresh jrpg nah mmos nah sport games yeah fresh -ish. racing games fresh first person shooters fresh -ish. point and click adventures nah simulators slash turn-based games fresh puzzle games nah mobas nah that was a good mix of fresh and nah. Thought I'd have way more fresh than nah. But I ended up having a good a good mix. I'm very picky with my games, I guess. Which is good. If you're going to pay money for a video game, you better make sure you're going to like it, right? 
Perfect. So, now we have shoutouts. We're running out of time. Also, I'm really bummed that, really bummed that I could only get the music to work for the last, like, 10 minutes. But that's okay. <clears throat> All right. We have some shoutouts. Uh, first is my, I have two shoutouts to two different cousins. My cousin Cody, it's his birthday yesterday. Not going to say his age because he's getting old as heck. But it was his birthday yesterday. So I already I talked with him yesterday already. But hope he had a great birthday again on the air. If you see Cody, tell him happy birthday. Or tell him happy belated birthday from me. Even though I already told him happy birthday like three times. So that's okay. Other one was my cousin KJ who had a birthday last Thursday. Yes. He's getting old now too. He's a lot younger than me, but he's still getting old, so it's crazy. I hope he had a good birthday. I already talked with him, too. And I'll be back home in like 10 days, so I'll see all my family back then. But yeah, I hope he had a good birthday as well. And then I have a quick announcement. Um, I hear I see. I've talked about them so many times because they, they have good quality music and they support local artists, so I like to help them out. They have a show, another concert in their concert series, November 21st at 9 p.m. It's at The Mill, which is on 120th. It's at 120th East Burlington Street, right in downtown Iowa City. Performances by the Sneezy Dollars. Everyday people say what? In, invoke and Fever Love. They also have a radio show here at KRUI, so definitely feel free to listen to them at 3 p.m. on, 3 p.m. on Sundays. Good stuff. They're on Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. They have their own website, so you can find them all there. I hear, I see. Yeah, so give them a, a peep if you don't have anything going on the 21st, which is a Thursday night, I believe. So at the mill, at the mill. And my last shout out is to anyone that can sing the ABCs backwards. You guys rock. So I apologize that I sound sick and I apologize I couldn't get the music. I don't know what was up with the chord. But it got it working, so that's cool. Um, I apologize for that. This wasn't the highest quality production show. But it is a show nonetheless, and I am still here. This has been Zach Smith with the show Fresh Perspective. And I can't wait to be back next week. <laughs>